0: I love how I'm dancing and no one can see me. I can see you. That's the main thing.
1: I can see you dance. <laughs> I haven't wanted to dance for a while, but, you know, I can't, I guess, because, you know.
0: Dance in the living room. Dance in the living room, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, in the shower and that, I'm just like, just fit, just close your eyes and imagine that you're, like, in a nightclub, you know? <laughs> you're bummed. Like, I'm like kicking and twirling and spinning and doing my
0: shit. You're you're (laughs) bumping into the wall being like, oh, sorry mate. (laughs) Oh, sorry
1: pal, sorry mate, sorry mate, sorry mate. Pretending like the shampoo bottles are like, are you looking for some gear? Uh, No, thank you. I'm okay, actually. The conditioner bottle like, do you want another drink? I'm fine. Uh Do you know what's funny though? I'm not even kidding. I'll show you next time you come over. Mm-hmm. Our shower head, so we have the shower head that hangs over you like the rainfall shower. Yeah. And then there's like the shower head that's like got the, the pipe attached to it. Yeah. So the shower head that hangs over you, like the rainfall one, it has little LED lights in it and they change colour. Oh hell yeah. When you're showering. <laughs> I don't use that one though, because I think the water pressure sucks. Mm. But the other one I use, but yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> they flash like red and then
0: green and then blue, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? see my mum's actually done that in her shower it's like a oh. disco when I go for a shower I'm like, I mean I'm living for it absolutely <laughs> I mean it's fun
1: but also like why yeah
0: you know why
1: make showering fun again that should what that that's what will that's what should be on those those red caps. <laughs> yeah, make showering fun again. Hilariously though, Trump actually there was something about Trump that he was talking about the water pressure and everyone's showers in America, oh. and that was one thing that he was going to do is he was going to make sure that all Americans had like good water <laughs> running water, and it's like okay, fuck the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. You know, never mind like all the people that are you know sick, and the economy is literally going into the shitter. But as long as everyone has good running water yep I mean obviously you need running water to live, but you know what I mean, like not shower water, like fucking whatever. <laughs> the guy is a maniac. Yep. When it comes down to it. The guy is a maniac.
0: Who cares about Black Lives Matter or whatever when you can right? shower better. Woo, I know, it's it's not like there's a
1: civil rights movement going on. No. You know, as long as as long as people can shower, right? I need my water. Literally. My granddaddy had running water, <laughs> and my grandmama and her grandbabies, and we all had a good warm shower. I give that a four out of ten. Really? I okay. I, I would have put it a wee bit better. But. <laughs> Says For, you, Mister Fucking London. Ah, uh, you're right. <laughs> but in the Bill Ramsey episode, thinking he was straight as Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> nah, people loved it. I got, and they did. I got I loved many it. tweets. I couldn't stop laughing. To be honest, it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so it's finally here. It is the mm-hmm. week leading to Halloween, which is fun, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Seasonally, not um, emotionally. You know, emotionally, because there's not a lot we can do. Unfortunately. No. But we are going to make the best of it. Um, we're meeting up outdoors. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I socially distance. <laughs> mm. uh, we're meeting up on Saturday, and we're going
0: to where is it? Uh, Goblin Hall or Goblin, Goblin Hall? Goblin Haw, which is Scottish. Okay. Um, so it's in Gifford, which is I'm guessing East Lothian, um, and it's an old castle called Yester Castle, which I've spoken about in one of the other episodes, where it was basically a necromancer was. Um, I think his name was, like, Lord Gifford. And he <laughs> um, wanted to build this, like, amazing hall where he could sacrifice people and spoke to Satan, got him on the the phone and was just like, uh, how am I supposed to set this up? And Satan was like, well, I've got, like, goblins. Would you like to, like, borrow them? And he was like, yeah, pal. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: imagining kind of, like... The Oompa-Loompa
0: song starts playing <laughs> as these little goblins start like crawling at the ground like oompa doompa, doompa well, do, do. Don't don't say shit like this when we're going to Goblin Hall on a full moon oh, on Halloween. Don't but don't you worry, like I'll be
1: there, fucking <laughs> chanting, screaming. Like it's Halloween, we can't have a Halloween party, we can't go out, we can't do this. I want to be spooked, so I'm going to be chanting, screaming, being like, "Show yourself." <laughs>
0: If you can't party with the living, party with the dead. Hell yeah. That's it. That could be, you know, potential podcast title.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No one steal that. You can't steal that. That's ours. Trademarked already. Yeah, if Trick or T goes to shit. (laughs) Which I'm just counting the days. No, I'm totally kidding.
0: Don't you dare. Don't you dare leave me.
1: I would never leave you. Of course I'll never leave you.
0: Are you sure? After I uh, fucked up the last recording of the episode. Well, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) sorry guys, this episode is a little bit late.
1: We had recorded it and it all went great. It It was a really good story, which we'll get into shortly. It's a very long story, which makes it a bit more annoying, the fact that (laughs) we have to re-record it.
0: Both fucking parts. (laughs) Both parts. But
1: it's Cool Beans. Um... As I actually said this, funnily enough, uh, to Robbie, that it's almost quite creepy when our recordings kind of fuck up a bit, mm. because it's like, hmm, there, is there something going on here? Are the ghosties like, no, 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 you're not allowed yeah. to talk about this, you know? Because it has happened in the past. It happened with our Amityville episode. Yep. Um so that was so that was like the first part of the October specials, and of course it fucked up, so we had to do it again, and this yep. is now the last part, which we're having to redo again, so I'm like, hmm. Maybe it's just I'm um, lazy with editing. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think there's a supernatural element to it, though, because that's what we're here for. We're here for the spooks, yep. and all the creeps, and the, the streaks, and the keeps, you know, all the spooky spooks. Um, so I'm going to just jump in. Please do. Because I'd like to, I'd like to get this over with. <laughs> totally kidding. Okay, so we are investigating the Snedker family hauntings, which took place in Connecticut in the nineteen eighties. Mm-hmm. So you may have heard of the movie "Haunting in Connecticut." I have. Uh, the movie is loosely based on the book that was written, uh, which is called "What Is It Again?" In a dark place. In a yeah. dark place. My life. <laughs> Um, Right, so, let's go for it. Yeah. So, let me just find the right spot to start from. (laughs) I thought I'd be better prepared. So, in 1986, Carmen and Al Snedeker moved their family from New York City into a small town called Southington, Connecticut. The reason for the move was that their eldest son, Matt, was actually sick. Uh, He, sadly, was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. He had non-Hodgkin lymphoma, Mm -hmm. sorry if I'm saying that wrong, uh, which is a type of cancer that affects the lymphomatic system a network of vessels and glands found throughout the body, so it's not nice at all Uh, so he had a small lump on his neck and, about the size of a pea, so they went into the doctor and the doctor didn't like it at all, he wanted to do a biopsy Um, they went back a few days later and it was the size of a golf ball Mm. nasty so they removed it and then Carmen had got a phone call from the doctor and apparently he was crying on the phone. He was like, it does not look good at all. Um, so, yeah, sadly he was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Um, so the reason for the move is because they were actually driving over 300 miles a day back and forth to this hospital from New York to Connecticut, which <laughs> is where Matt was receiving his treatments. Yeah. Bit excessive, but I guess this is the hospital that was, I don't know, maybe it was specialised in that type of cancer. I don't know yeah. what the reason was. Um so, Carmen had so- had seen that there was a for rent sign in this big, beautiful colonial house mm-hmm. uh, in Southington, Connecticut, as they were driving to inform the hospital. So she stopped the car, went and had a look. It was perfect, beautiful, big house. It was everything they needed, um, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much right across the street from the hospital. So, uh, hey, go yeah. figure. You know, seems seems like a pretty pretty good idea. Yeah. So the family consisted of four children and their niece who they had taken as her parents were going through a divorce um and I guess she I don't know she didn't want to be around it makes sense yeah um and she was basically like a live-in babysitter cuz Carmen was away all the time with Matt for his treatments and their dad Al he worked a lot so he was he was kind of absent yeah um so I think he he was only in the house at the weekends and he would work he would basically leave on like Monday morning, come back Friday night. So he was was gone for like most of the week. Jesus. Yeah. So they moved in and all seemed
0: quite swell. Perfect. End of the episode. End of the episode. That's (laughs) pretty much it. Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) No, Buckle up, buckaroos. (laughs) This is where it gets dark and Mm spooky.
1: So the first night they moved in, Matt had heard his name being called from the basement. Yeah. Speaky. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So he told his mum and was like, Mom <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, Mom? <laughs> so Carmen instantly put it down to oh you know, this this treatment that he was on the medication, it was maybe fucking with his head, making mm-hmm. him hear things. I don't know. But things actually start to get worse as they soon discovered that the house they were renting was an old funeral home.
0: Mm, no.
1: Big no. no. Um no. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, from the 1930s onward, this house was known as the Hallahan Funeral Home, and had mm-hmm. always been known as this. You know, to the people that like lived around the area, like the neighbors and stuff. Like mm-hmm. a lot of them had actually worked in the the funeral home when it was like operational as a funeral home. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> when you walked to the bottom of the stairs in the house, there was a big open room which had a counter going all the way around it, almost okay. like a, a worktop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the south coffin room, which was made into one of the kids' bedrooms. Lovely mm-hmm. Oh no 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 <laughs> uh, there was so there was the north coffin room, which had like big metal pipes sticking out the walls and that was sort of for the more expensive coffins where they were mm-hmm. on display for like people to come and like purchase for their for their dead relatives yeah um, there was also a storage room off to the left and if you walked into the room a little bit you would pass a, like past the furnace there was a blood pit in the right hand corner. So obviously back in the day when they would embalm people they would have a table above this and they would stick all the the pipes Mm. and stab their bodies so obviously the blood would drain from them and go down into this blood pit when they were preparing them for open casket funerals I guess which is nasty as hell.
0: What I wanted to say was the thing that Gets me is it's fine if you have a bedroom that you then found out later was um, an old coffin room, but to see the room and be like, this will be a great place for a bedroom, don't you think? Yeah. It's like, mm.
1: No. Oh know What? So you think it would actually be okay if you didn't know it was a coffin room and then someone told you later?
0: Yeah, I I feel that's better than making the informed decision to make a, a coffin room into your kid's bedroom. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Uh, I guess so, like, I don't know. For me, I'd probably
1: be like, there was coffins in here. Hell no, I'm good. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, you big goth.
0: You'd be like, oh, hell I'd yeah.
1: Like, I'd be like, oh my God, can I have one to like sleep in? Oh, imagine. You know, like, just, ma- just make it my bed. Mm-hmm. Nasty. So um there was also a bigger room uh which was where the coffin lift was. So mm-hmm. after they had put the bodies in the coffins from downstairs, they would lift them up through the floor into the display area mm-hmm. where people would obviously have like open casket wakes and funerals and stuff. Yeah. So Carmen was like, Okay. So apparently Carmen confronted the landlord about this mm-hmm. and was like, You didn't tell me this. The landlord did tell them this. Oh. The landlord was adamant because when they were writing the book, um, the landlord said, no, that was like a full blown lie. Like, I told them up front what this was. Right. Hmm. So, I don't know. So, yeah, Carmen Carmen apparently had went and asked the landlord, like, what the hell? Like, you didn't tell me this was a funeral home. Hmm. But uh, if they had backed out of it, they would have lost their first month's rent and their deposit. And. I'm guessing they were in a bit of a sticky situation financially. They couldn't exactly
0: just lose money like that. Yeah. Especially with such a big family as well. Yeah, a big family and one, you know, is getting this treatment. They just can't afford to go anywhere uh, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, because you, you kind of think to yourself, when you hear these stories, like, oh, of hauntings and that, like, why
1: the fuck would you stick around? Like, I'd be out of there, like, within the first day. There's no way you would hang around. But, like, yeah. I guess pe- people can't just, like, up and move Like that? Yeah. Like obviously, with the same as like the Smurl family, you know, they were in that house for what was it, like 12 years, 13 years? Yeah. Which, and all that spooky stuff went on for so many years and they just kind of, it just
0: became like part of their everyday life. Like, oh, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, well, it does seem like most of these. Fuck no. Yeah, most of these hauntings that we've discussed, there is a correlation between not having that much money and then having a book deal afterwards. (laughs) Like. <laughs> well, this is it
1: as well, because like Amityville, this haunting kind of got a bit of a rip for, was it made up? Was mm. it real? No one really knows. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, there's a few stories, like, I'll get into these stories shortly, but like, there's a few stories from the kids, the younger kids, and I mean, kids are so intuitive when it comes to things like that, like, it's quite plausible that a kid would make this up for attention. Mm-hmm. But then when multiple of the kids start coming to you with similar stories, it's a bit like, okay. They either have sat down and discussed this at great length.
0: Yeah. Or this is
1: legit. So
0: Yeah, yeah. that that's like even um I mean we're not doing it yet, but the Enfield Haunting is exactly the same. It's like the one girl mm. and everyone thinks she's just an incredible prankster. But it's like That's right, yeah.
1: Well, apparently, it did actually come out that 10% of what she said was made up. Yeah,
0: yeah. But also,
1: like, the other stuff did, in fact, happen. Yeah. So Mm. it's like, why would you make stuff up on the side when all this, you know? But then again, maybe maybe she thought to herself, oh, well, I'm being haunted, like, I'm getting the shit haunted out of me right now, so I'm just going to be like, I'm going to milk this for what it is.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Get some fun out of it who knows it's like when we when we worked in Banshee people would be like have you ever seen a ghost I'd be like oh yeah I was possessed like last week (laughs) you know what I mean I was like on the ceiling with my head spinning around like (laughs) like (laughs) while I'm pouring pints like my
0: eyes rolled back white whereas I was like yeah I've seen a couple ghosts and then the person I was talking to vanished (laughs) it's like oh yeah we had a
1: member we had a member of staff that went into the cellar one day and just never came out
0: (laughs) imagine
1: just disappeared I think his name was. I think his name was Sean. I can't remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Oh,
1: Sean! Hi, Sean. <laughs> Hi, Sean. If you're listening, um, so time for the spooky shit. Right, let's do it. So, when they were like moving in. Uh, Carmen was kind of like getting things ready. She was doing a bit of cleaning, you know, sprucing the place up. Wanted mm. it to look nice for the family. Yeah. So she was in the kitchen one day, and the kitchen had like a really nice kind of like cobblestone floor. Mm. So, sounds lovely. Yeah. So she was like, "I'm gonna mop it." So yeah. she decided. She so she was mopping away and then suddenly the water turned into like this deep red Mm colour and became like thick and had like a putrid smell and she didn't even notice but she was fucking mopping this all over the floor and then she obviously noticed and was like whoa, so there was a there was a woman in the house who was a carpenter and she was doing some like crown moulding in one of the other rooms. So Carmen was like, oh my God, come and see this. Mm. Um, so the woman walked through, she kind of like kneeled down, looked at it, looked at Carmen and then left the house and didn't go back. <laughs> Fuck that shit, I'm out. You can just imagine her walking in, looking and going, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't good, get paid enough for this. No, I I, I can do my, my crown moulding somewhere else <laughs> that isn't some fucking... Haunted cesspit. Yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty spooky. Yeah. So, as the family uh, continued to live there, obviously, Matt's mood. Began to change very dramatically. Mm. Now this, they kind of put it down to the cancer and the chem and the therapy. You know, like obviously going through that kind of stuff, you become very angry. Like mm. your emotions are all over the place, which is totally understandable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was nasty to the other kids. Like he would always be picking fights with them. He would be angry all the time. So the other kids and their cousin, who was the niece they'd taken in, she did, They just kind of decided to stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh but on one incident the kids were all playing and Matt's younger brother actually hid on top of one of the embalming tables in the basement. Um he then pulled a big sheet over himself. No. What the fuck, by the way, like you know. No. Um he pulled a sheet over himself and was lying on an embalming table hiding. Um so Matt found him and walked mm. up to the table and started spinning it as fast as they could, like, really aggressively. So it was flying around the room, like, obviously this little kid's, like, on it, like, screaming, like,
0: Stop! What the hell? Stop, Matt! Matt, no!
1: stop!" <laughs> and Matt's like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, but... You How know, old is he? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so 70. But the creepiest thing is, the kid apparently, he said when the table was being spun around the room, obviously his vision was really impaired, but he was seeing flashes mm. of things in the room, like people that weren't there, like just mm. horrible stuff. Almost like he was seeing sort of flashes in time as to what happened there before they moved in. Right. Creepy. E. Creepy as hell. Uh, oh, um, pardon me. Oh, pardon you, dear. Bit gassy, is she? Yeah. I am. I can't see. Um, So, another night, Matt had actually woken up and heard his voice being called from the basement once again. Mm. So, he went down to the basement and, Lord Jesus, (laughs) he started screaming at the top of his lungs, absolutely terrified, howling, screaming. Uh, So, his parents came rushing down to be like, What's the matter? Why are you screaming? Mm. What's going (laughs) on? And Matt said that he could see bodies in the walls stacked up really high, like literally to the ceiling from the floor. Mm-hmm. Um hundreds of bodies just all over the walls, like smooshed in or whatever, like absolutely terrifying.
0: <laughs> I hate the way you say smooshed Smooshed. <laughs>
1: <I samushed.
0: laughs>
1: so yeah. Um Ugh. Matt stood like pointing, like, Can you not see? Like, oh my god, look. And the parents mm. are like why? There's nothing there. Like, what? Go back to bed. Like, yeah. what? Chat app. Yeah. Um, again, they didn't believe what was going on. Carmen must mm. again put it down to the the medication, mm. which is uh, horrible because it's almost like when stuff like that, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like mm. for me, the scariest thing about these kind of things is people not believing you. Yeah. You know, like if you're being haunted. And you're trying to confide in someone and be like, This is happening to me, like I'm terrified. And they're just like, it's all in your head, like you're just making it up, like gaslighting basically. Like it's absolutely terrifying the thought of it.
0: Yeah, like I've had something that you know about. I don't know if we spoke about something that happened at Banshee, but we'll leave it today. We'll do it another time. But uh, (laughs) I still remember something that happened Mm -hmm. and I told a couple of my, my mates about it and was just like this is fucking insane. Yeah. And, like, one of them has, like, quite a sciency brain. Oh. Um, and he was, like, finding anything to explain it within science instead of it could be something spooky. It was just, like, trying so hard to make it not spooky. See,
1: that to me is, like, almost like they're justifying it because they're afraid of it. You know, like, yeah. Honestly, like, see, Daniel's dad—he mm-hmm. is the biggest non-believer in anything like that you will ever meet. Anytime yeah. I've ever spoken about anything like that, he's so quick—he jumps in. He's like, "Oh, it's sort of shite, sort of shit, sort of <laughs> shit." It's fake. It's fake. But it's so funny because his uh, partner Marianne—she's mm. um, done like overnight vigils and stuff. Oh what? Like, she loves all that stuff. So I'm mm. like we're going to be the best of pals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she said to me, she was like, oh, you'll need to come with me on one soon. And, and I was like, oh, absolutely. I'd be so down for that. Uh, I'm fucking coming with you. I don't even know her. <laughs> because I say that, but also I'm like, see, as soon as we get there, I'll probably be like, no, I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> um, madness. But anyway, back to the story. Mm. Um. So yeah, there was bodies in the walls.
0: Mm. Smished up.
1: Smooshed up <laughs> Smooshed right in there uh, Horrible Again, mm. uh, so Matt Continued to sort of change In a lot of ways um, mm. He actually Attempted to rape his cousin one night
0: Well That's different
1: uh, yeah. I don't know where that came from But apparently yeah, he snuck into her bedroom And yeah, you know, oh. tried to uh, Tried to get it on Try to do the business. Tried to do the business. Uh, so oh. that's a bit fucked. And obviously, his, yeah. his family were like, well, they're a bit conflicted here. Like, did we call the police? You know, mm. he, he has really serious cancer. Is this justifiable? Like, you've got jail? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I guess they kind of just left it. Oh, I bet you they're one of
0: those people
1: that <laughs> use the phrase boys will be boys. Oh, Christ almighty. Uh. Literally the worst thing ever, ever,
0: ever invented. One of the worst uh, phrases I've ever heard in my life. As Dua Lipa once said, boys will be boys, but girls will be women. That's very true. Okay, that, I'm living for that. Thank you, Dua.
1: I love that. Good one, Dua. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, if you're listening, Dua. I know know you're a big fan of the podcast, just like Ariana.
0: (laughs) Actually, I've got my Ariana hoodie on. No
1: way! Oh my God, he does as well. He's wearing a fucking Ariana Grande hoodie. (laughs) I love that. Again, I hope you're going to wear that on Saturday.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Also, her album is out on Friday, so probably when this episode's out, Ariana's album is out. Oh, woo! <laughs> We're all excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so,
1: yeah, he tried to rape his cousin.
0: Yeah, not cool. Just
1: jumping back into the, uh, the darkness. Yeah. Um, that was not cool. So, he also kept a journal, um, which was a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Because the stuff that they found in this journal was not nice, so mm. he was writing poetry and stuff. Which again, is like that's that's cool, that's awesome. Like yeah, go for it, mm. express yourself. Yeah. You know, it's good. W- it's a good way to express how you're feeling. Mm. But then when they realized what these poems were actually about, it wasn't as cool. Oh. So these poems actually were pretty dark and twisted, mm. and actually had themes of necrophilia. Oh. Which for no. those of you that don't know, necrophilia is basically having sex with dead bodies. Pumping <clears throat> the dead. Nasty, yeah. That cold, clammy flesh.
0: <laughs> you know, fuck This, you just saying that. I bet one person is turned on, and they're like, Uh-oh. "Oh, oh, no, totally." They felt like a twitch <laughs> in them, and they're just kind of like, "What's going on here?" Oh no! <laughs> oh no!
1: Oh no! It's happening again. <laughs>
0: again? Not again.
1: Uh, so I actually have one of his poems here. Oh um, yeah, uh, just as a treat. <laughs> so <clears throat> last night so soft so quiet sneak into the mortuary fiddle with the dead ice blue skin making me turn red i don't care that you're dead i like the smell of formaldehyde oh, oh. sir no. i mean if that didn't turn you on
0: i don't know what will <laughs> <laughs> do you think that was actually like taken straight from tim burton's poetry book oh
1: my god like Christ Almighty, I remember actually you had said something about necrophilia, um, Mm -hmm. which would be a good way to pop this in here. So what was it you said about, so basically necrophilia is seen as like so evil?
0: Yes, so I have a quote from Ed somewhere. Let's see if I can find this bad boy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Necrophilia is so evil it can draw demonic activity and that is what he believed was happening. So mm. um because it's the most one of the most evil acts you can do, obviously probably yeah. more evil is when they're alive, but Yeah, yeah it's still it's been so disgusting and uh It's just awful. Like it's probably yeah. like one of the worst things you could do. Mm-hmm.
1: Um So it all comes <laughs> out that one of the workers in the funeral home was into necrophilia. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if this was some kind of, like, possession or Mm -hmm. what. Like, um, yeah, I think it was one of the main undertakers in the funeral home. He actually, yeah, he abused quite a lot of the bodies while he was... Training them or whatever the fuck he was doing oh. down there, like I wouldn't really want to know. Yeah, but, um, yeah, he was convicted of it, uh, so he got charged and all this stuff. Cause, uh, fucking yeah, yes, yeah. They 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 caught him and they, they knew what he was doing. He was fiddling with them cold dead bodies. Oh, fucking gross, horrible stuff. Um, yeah. so <laughs> back to the hauntings. We'll we'll <laughs> just jump back to the hauntings. Yeah. So. <clears throat> oh this is actually a perfect segue so one of the brothers had friends over one day mm-hmm. and he was like come on downstairs I'll show you the morgue so oh, kill can you imagine this, these, all these kids like oh come onto my house
0: and I'll show you our morgue we have a morgue <laughs> sure uh, all of our friends would be like oh let's fucking do it yeah they would, they would bunch of weirdos man <laughs> yeah. Honestly,
1: so uh, yeah he took, the, he took the kids downstairs and they had a look around and bam stood right in the middle of the room was a tall, thin man wearing a long, dark coat. Oh. He had his back to them and he turned slowly to look at them and then he saw that he had no eyes. Oh! Uh, and apparently he was completely grey. There was no colour to his skin or his clothes. He was basically just like a sort of just grey, like a shade oh. of grey completely. I don't know if this is the guy, the Undertaker guy that used to fiddle with the bodies... I don't know, maybe it seems like it would be yeah. um nasty stuff um mm. so horrifically as well the the sexual abuse actually continued mm. um so Carmen the mother she had actually been victim to abuse as well, so she felt one night almost like cold hands kind of like sliding underneath her top and up to her bra and like pulling at her bra and stuff oh. um, the dad as well Al he actually was abused as well in his butt oh yeah right in the butt I mean go try it once well this is it um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah nasty stuff oh. Um, so there were orbs flying around everywhere it would be pretty normal actually for them just to be like sat in the living room chilling and there's fucking mm. orbs flying about the ceiling <laughs> like just like we golf balls you know, like absolutely whew. terrifying so mm. one of the co- the cousins she said that in one of the, the interviews that I watched um, she said it, you would see almost like a tiny shimmer of light just kind of like fly through the room and then mm. suddenly it would just flash and there would be like a full person just standing there and then it would just Oof. disappear oh you know, almost like a firefly or whatever. Mm. So that's pretty creepy. Imagine yeah. just seeing like a little sort of light just fly through the room and then it kind of flashes like a firework and then there's just a whole person stood in front of you.
0: you know? Like That's
1: some charmed shit right there.
0: Yeah, sorry, I've I've got fireflies from Owl City back in my head again. <laughs> this happened last time. God's sake. <whistles> <laughs> that sounded exactly like it. Thank you. <laughs> all I heard was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, for, for all those that missed that incredible song, <clears throat> check out Fireflies by Owl City. What a
1: banger! It was really a uh, monumental tune from our adolescence. It was. It I will really say. was. Um, were, you one of, were you one of those emo kids that was like, I knew Owl I City before Fireflies...
0: No, I wasn't one of them. I was. Oh no. <laughs> I
1: no honestly, I had known about Owl City for a while and then that song came out and I was just like, oh, he's still so popular now, fucking sell out. But that was the exact <laughs> same as Metro Station. I knew about Metro Station before oh. Shake It came out and I loved them. And then Shake It what? came out and I was like, they're not cool anymore. Uh
0: I mean I was like that with Hello Goodbye and a few <laughs> others like that. You're like, yeah. oh no, they're mainstream now. Yeah. But- yeah, we're just showing our age <laughs> really <laughs> badly. Really, really fucking let's Literally like two two men sat
1: here, one in his mid to late twenties, one in his forties. <laughs> hey <laughs> I'm totally kidding. He's not in his forties
0: in his thirties. Oh my god, thirties. Oh, I actually I spoke to someone at my work recently and she was like, Yeah, us being in our mid twenties and I was like uh, <laughs> Yeah and she was like, Wait, how old are you? and I was like 31 she was like fuck you're old I was like thanks thanks a lot (laughs) absolutely absolutely love that ugh Um,
1: okay back to (laughs) spooks yeah so yeah orbs would fly around the room um, and so on like so they were kind of described as almost like almost being like kind of like grey balls oh (laughs) yeah like 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 almost like smoke like I don't know just kind of like floating around but like in a perfect sort of sphere yeah I don't know weird Mm. um so there were more apparitions (gasps) So there was a little boy who would appear and run around the house. He was about six and he wore Superman pyjamas. Oh, now that's kind of sad because it's almost like, I guess this kid must have died. Mm. And his parents were probably like, we'll bury him in his pyjamas, you know, because he just looks like he's asleep. So it's pretty sad. Like, and it's yeah. awful. Uh, so he would come out of the south coffin room and he would fly around on top of the <laughs> counters well! <laughs> he would, would also borrow the younger kids toys like you know like stuffed animals and stuff um, mm. to say like I don't know he would take it and then it would appear like a few days later but there'd be like a tiny piece of it missing
0: mm. you know like if there was
1: like a stuffed rabbit or something like one of the ears would be gone or it's like he would keep a little piece of it every single time
0: yeah that's sort of like a metaphor for them I suppose like as they're living in the house a- piece of them is dying or being turned into darkness. Thank you. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Whatever that that
1: means. (laughs) Um, So the ghost stories would escalate. Uh, First one kid would say something and then eventually they would all be talking about seeing people in the house. Mm. Um, One night when two of the boys This is fucking terrifying. Mm. One night when two of the boys were asleep in the room they woke up to see three men in long black cloaks messing Mm. with a toy robot at the foot of their bed. So one of the kids said something and the figure suddenly disappeared, but the robot apparently flew right into the wall and smashed into like a million bits. Um, So the kids were screaming and the dad ran in to find the broken
0: toy and I guess that's when he started to be like, okay, something's going on here. I, I like the idea that he's walked in and he's like guys the Lord of the Rings convention is down the road and they're like oh fuck sorry mate <laughs> and they just like vanish like like in a
1: <laughs> a wisp of smoke just like oh shit we're in the wrong place <laughs> gone mad um, oh bloody hell so the family obviously were absolutely terrified so mm. they had resorted to sleeping with the lights on which evidently made the electricity bill skyrocket Mm, yep. so his dad was not happy about this, as any Mm-mm. dad would be, I guess. Yep. Um so he took it upon himself to unscrew all the lights oh. in the house. He took all the light bulbs out of all the lights in the house. Evil mm. if you ask me. Yeah, that's a dickhead move like, right there. Proper cunt move. Yeah. Um so he unscrewed all the light bulbs and they basically had to sit in the dark. Which is Dick. terrifying. Yep. Um there was so there was one night. Uh, I guess again the boys were asleep, mm. and one of the little sisters had come into his room and was stood in the doorway, flicking the light switch on and off, on and off. <laughs> um, so the light was coming on and off.
0: Yeah, but there's no bulbs
1: There's no light bulb. Mm. Yeah, he had, So this kid was switching the light bulbs on and off, on and off, and the brother like woke up and he was like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, get away!" Basically, so he jumped out of mm. bed and like chased her for some fucking reason (laughs) Um, chased her downstairs and threw into the living room uh, where the parents were like sitting and he was like the parents were like what are you doing out of bed like get back to bed Mm. I guess this was like the 80s you can imagine like if you're not in bed by like 9 o'clock you will be (laughs) beaten Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so the kid's like oh where's my sister she was just messing with the lights and they were like your sister's in bed asleep Mm -hmm. you know like you can go and check on her if you want and She was she was in bed like asleep like hadn't gotten out of bed so God knows who it was at the door flicking the light switch on and off spooky and again the dad was like well you know fine well that I took all those light bulbs out so the light couldn't have come off come come on and off but it was like all right dad fucking dickhead there was also like they also had like crucifixes up like all over the house like little tiny ones that I Mm. guess had been left over from like when it was a funeral home yeah. Um and they slowly started to disappear one by one. Mm. Carmen would notice that they were gone. There would obviously be the markings on the wall from where the cross used to be. Mm. Um hmm. Yeah, just weird little things started, you know, would happen all the time, even though there were apparitions everywhere. Like pretty much everyone in the family had now seen something. Yeah. You know, they'd ah. they'd noticed like a ghost or this or that. Um the food in the fridge as well so there was one case where the cousin had actually went into the fridge and got an apple took a bite out of the apple put it down for literally a second went back to get it took another bite and it was rotted with like maggots and shit in it Uh, which you see in the movie
0: ah well that scene's in the movie my thinking is what's your opinion on keeping apples in the fridge no No. no apples don't go in the fridge it's too hard they go in a fruit bowl Exactly, so um, Karma's a bitch (laughs) She got what she deserved (laughs) Um, So (laughs) Karma's still uh, Well (laughs) I was just thinking about that conversation with Daniel about fucking putting chocolate in the fridge. Don't get oh me started. Oh,
1: God, this was an absolute fiasco. I'll just enlighten everyone. So, we were, for some reason, I don't know how this came up. We were talking on the group chat. As you can imagine, the group chat conversations are exhilarating at the moment. So, there was a discussion, and it was like, does fridge, does, does fridge go in the chocolate? Does chocolate go in the fridge? To which mm. I'm like, I'm easy. Like sometimes you like a wee hard bit of chocolate. Sometimes you want it a wee bit softer. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, mm. But it sparked a full blown debate. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just kind of sat back and watched <laughs> you guys. And Daniel was right there, like you could see the smoke coming off his thumbs because he
0: was typing <laughs> that fast. I mean, let let's be honest. If you put chocolate in the fridge, you're a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> full blown pedophile <laughs> um,
1: I'm, I don't care mm. if it's been in the fridge I'll eat it if it's
0: not been in the fridge I'll still eat it like I, I like I like the chocolate I mean you've seen my chipped tooth there's a reason why I can't be eating chocolate from the fridge alright I don't want to chip this anymore that is not from chocolate from the fridge no that's from uh, actually biting my nail <laughs> I was going to say I was like what there's no way <laughs>
1: yeah gotta watch yeah. that chip though mate yeah Robbie has a tooth that is chipped and it looks like his main tooth at the front is splitting into two
0: yeah I hate <laughs> it so much it doesn't look like that at all I'm just winding you up <laughs> but you know I would like to get it fixed but there's something that's happening right now which means I can't go to the fucking dentist Mhm. Mhm. that's um. right and relax what is it, what is it again What's the fuck is- she's around Fucking Rona Miss Rona
1: is Miss Rona. Us From our fucking lives um, <laughs> yeah. Again I don't want to keep bringing Rona up Because I guess I would want to escape from the reality By listening to a podcast So we're not going to talk about Rona Yeah um, Back to the story She's still yep. here though She's in the room Oh well, I <laughs> hope not <laughs> Yeah um, uh, Enough <laughs> So <clears throat> Carmen the mum She still didn't believe anything was wrong like, are you fucking kidding me? She was like, there's nothing wrong with the house. She thought it was Matt. Right. So she thought Matt was putting ideas into the kids heads.
0: Mm. You know,
1: so that she was making them all kind of believe in ghosts and believe in this. And and the dad was really pissed as well. Like, I can imagine that the dad was pissed because they'd spent all this money on this house and they'd moved and all the kids are like, there's something in the basement, there's a ghost. Mm. And the dad's just like, no, there's fucking not. Okay. Like, just leave it. Can we please not? Um, I'm I'm, imag- I'm imagining he was a bit more angry than that. <laughs> um, just fucking leave it. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, Matt was actually admitted to a mental hospital eventually. Um oh. Carmen basically couldn't take it anymore. Oh. Uh so th- it was horrible. They came and they took him away in the ambulance. She went with them. They mm. strapped him into the Christ almighty, What they called again? Uh, straight jacket. Into like a straight jacket and strapped them down to this bed. Mm. Um, put them in this room, basically the size of like a, a closet. And uh, as the door was closing, when Carmen was there, apparently he was screaming to Carmen, like, Mom, don't leave me, don't leave me. And then just before the door closed, he went, They're going to come after you now. Oh, and she just went, Bye, bitch. Pretty much. She was like, Well, I'm going home.
0: <laughs> she was like,
1: I'm going to put my feet up and have a cup of tea. <laughs> So she went home, I guess, whatever. Yeah. But the hauntings only got worse. Mm -hmm. So even after Matt had gone and was in this hospital, um, his younger brother said that he started to see his very own apparition that would appear in his room at night. Uh. So apparently it was just like a head that would float, but it it had like long dark hair and its horrible scar that went... Mm -hmm. (gasps) You okay oh my god I got such a fright <laughs> what's happened I don't know I heard a knock I'm not even kidding I got such a fright there oh Jesus Um so he had like this long dark like horrible scar that went pretty much from the top of his head all the way down to his chin oh. and he said that on one side of the face it was sort of like smooth almost like metal right you know kind of like oh. metallic yeah um, he didn't actually have eyes he basically just had like a big circle Oh, that- like two big circles Like kind of on his face oh. I'm literally like looking to the side of me Because I <laughs> swear I just heard something knock at the side of me And it scared the shit out of me Well I didn't see anything okay <sighs> Do you know what it was? I bet it was a fucking firework oh. Yeah it is a firework because yep. I just heard yep. it again God I heard damn it that man. time can <laughs> we not with the fireworks Like are fireworks necessary? No No not at all All they do is scare the
0: little puppies and the little kitties yeah, I'm you know, I'm terrified my kittens with yeah. fireworks. Yeah, I'm ter- my son David is in the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> you
1: know, are you cooking him? I, <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> um, he's my, he's in the kitchen eating a biscuit. <laughs> Come on, what's that from? It's from Eastenders. Is it? Yeah, when Sharon's <laughs> like, My son is in the kitchen eating a biscuit. It's so funny. It's the most <laughs> unnecessary line from an episode of EastEnders <laughs> ever. Um, right, so back to the ghosts. <laughs> to the spookies. Uh, to the spookies. So, yeah, there was this apparition that would appear, floating head, cool. Hmm. Um, and then Carmen herself finally hmm. saw something. Hmm. She said that she saw someone with long white hair hmm. and white eyes. But Mm. then she also saw someone with long dark hair and black eyes. Oh. Who's prettier? Who's prettier? It was Mm. like a contest. (laughs) Again, the monochrome ghosts are back. Yeah, they're always here. The grey lady, the Mm. white lady, the woman in black. Like, Mm, where's the colour? Where's the blues? Where's the greens? (laughs) The
0: rainbow
1: lady. Where's the rainbows? Come on, get some colour. We need some colour. Um... So Carmen finally, she. So she. You said that she was given a magazine. Yeah. By one of her friends that had an article about uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: so she. So something happened one night. Again, this is from your from your stuff from the other mm-hmm. night, which I'm just mm-hmm. chucking in. Yeah. Um. Something happened, and apparently she just grabbed the phone and she was like phoning them, phoning them up. And apparently Lorraine couldn't hear her because she was in so much hysterics, crying down the phone from mm. the, what had just happened. She was so—I sc- don't even know what happened though. That's the worst part. But mm. it must have been something pretty bad. Um, oh yeah, it was. I can tell you that. Well, there you go. And what was it? Lorraine said to phone her back tomorrow morning because she couldn't hear her because she was in—she was too hysterical. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Can
0: you please like stop?" I can't hear you. That's a quote. That's um, it that was actually a recording of her. Can you please stop Yeah that we was have, her.
1: We have a genuine recording there.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh, pretty
1: much a rap on uh, the yeah. Snedeker Snedeker? Is it Snedker or Snedeker? I, I don't know. I've, I've been fam- saying Snedeker. Snedeker, the family, uh from the hauntings and their little funeral home. Yeah. Um. So part two, mm. which will be up soon, uh, yep. will dive into the, the 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 Warrens. The Warrens are here. Um. So obviously that was a case that was investigated by the Warrens. Hence, yeah. You know. Yeah. You, um, you, you you know you know the gist you know you know the deal of what's happening this month October. We're doing the October specials where we're
0: discussing the cases by Ed and Lorraine Warren. Blah blah fucking blah. <laughs> Yeah, but like I said on our first recording, Mm. the spotlight is given to the heartthrob of the story. But I'm not giving that away until part two. Yeah, so you're gonna have to wait, I'm afraid. So essentially, part two is going to be like a mild erotic novel. I'll I'll read out for you. I'm excited yeah it's not actually because I don't think I have the voice for it (laughs) Uh, so he touched her hand oh (laughs) actually I have something for part two if you really care about listening to this shit then I'm gonna give you a reading a small reading of uh, an erotic novel about coronavirus oh my god (laughs) so stay tuned (laughs) Ha (laughs) Ha ha ha